gratitude is not a destination. It is what arises when we can really, really be with ourselves in an experience that we don't understand or that feels very painful or very confusing at that time. And so to not try to get to the destination of gratitude, but can we just be present with what is in the sacredness of that moment? And can we see the sacredness and honor the sacredness of frustration, grief, anger, fear, shame, just as much as we do the gratitude and the bliss and the permission and the freedom and the ecstasy and all of those enlightened moments that we have? Can we honor them all and deem them all as sacred and and welcome them all into our experience? Welcome home to the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. This is your virtual sanctuary where we keep it light while going deep and ground spirituality into the reality of what it means to be human. We explore consciousness, evolution, alternative health, all things truth, taboo, and beyond. There are no boxes or rules here. Tune in each week where myself and raw and real guests will be sharing our lived experience through a multifaceted lens to support you no matter where you're at on your journey. This is a sacred space where spiritual principles and universal wisdom are accessible, simple, and digestible because all are welcome here. It is your birthright to remember the magic and miracle that you are. You ready to be inspired? Let's do this, love. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Another solo cast, two solo casts in a row. Primarily because, so I'm giving you a peek behind the curtain. It's a lot more of my energy to launch and release interviews because it requires coordination and there's just coordination and promotion and marketing and sharing and all of that fun stuff with the person that I interview and just creating content for them to share the love and expand the reach of the podcast and expand the reach of service and who gets to receive the messaging. And I love sharing that because, you know, like there might've been maybe a part of me that would have had like shame around sharing that in the past, like, right. Marketing, sharing, cross promotion, but really this is my baby. Like this podcast is my little baby and it's meaningful to me. And I know that it's helping people because, you know, now I have feedback from a lot of people that it's supportive before I was just basing it off of the vision. (laughs) And so I also want to share with you, I really do believe that's one of my gifts is I can hold this vision before it's actualized, right? So like I knew that it would help people, but I didn't have the evidence of it yet. And now I have the evidence that it's supportive. So it's just when I do the solo cast, it's more me and I don't, right? There's, it's just me. So there's less people involved, (laughs) less people involved in the mix and it just makes it simpler. And also because this is a holiday week here in the States, um, it just also wanted to respect and honor the interviewees and just scheduling and spending time with for the holidays and 
nesting and resting and spending time with family and shopping and whatever feels good for you in terms of what makes you come alive during this time. So last week, I think I was in the middle of this retreat, which was so remarkable. Marin Bach-Antonson, I love you, I love you, I love you, sister. It was a beautiful four-day retreat, a Mary Magdalene retreat, and it was all around our legacy. And I love that it was in the greater Asheville area because I really got to go to a lot of these sacred sites and I got to connect with other local women and meet women from really all over. And um, it was beautiful. It was it was gentle. It was profound. There was a lot around nurturance and receptivity, a lot around the womb, a, raw, a lot around the divine mother. So I just felt like it was deeply healing for me. It was very ceremonial for me. Um, just as I'm stepping into motherhood in this new way, I already feel like I'm a mother in a lot of ways and a nurturer in a lot of ways, but of course, like actual actualizing the mother archetype at the beginning of next year. So I had my retreat and then I actually moved out of my Black Mountain rental and I'm now in my Fairview rental, but my Black Mountain rental was a very temporary situation um, where I really only brought the essentials. It was fully furnished and here, oh my gosh, it's like my nest and the woman, my landlord actually calls it the nest, which I love. And she also, when she bought this land and this property there were mother Mary statues <laughs> and they're still there. She left them for me. So there's actually two that she knows of. There's like all these other statues and I don't know. I just feel like it's very protected and she felt the same. She's like, this is my nest. It's very protected. And, um, she just was like, the energy is good here. <laughs> That's what my beauty, my cute little landlord said. Um, she's, I don't know, maybe four, eight. <laughs> she's adorable. and. I really had to let go of this. I like, I can be very idyllic and like, I really had to let go of, I need to buy my house and I need this like permanent thing. And I was really attached to buying a home and in the timeline of that. And what I realized is I was trying to control and it just like, it felt like things were rushed. It felt like I was settling and I really believe that the reason why I'm renting for a year at least in this location is because there's something better for me. There's either land where we get to build a house or there's just a house that's not available yet. I really believe that the next place that we land will be we will be settling in for quite some time with our family. And. I'm trusting in the timing of that. And there was a part of me that was so attached to buying something. And probably because I've moved like three times while pregnant, you know, I've moved across state lines. I've moved multiple times. And so I think there was just a part of me that was like, I don't want to move anymore. I'm tired of moving. I just want to settle. And in my mind that registered as like buying a house. And there is a part of me that like had some judgment around, oh my gosh, I'm 37. I was a homeowner for seven years and now I'm going backwards and I'm renting. And there was like some judgment on renting. 
And I really had to look at that because like, I don't care what other people do when they, you know, rent by where they live with like, they live in a tiny home or they sell all their stuff and they travel the world. Like I have friends who have done all of that. People in my life who have literally like, you know, they live in huge houses, they live in small houses, they live in tiny homes. Some have downsized from huge homes to tiny homes. Some have literally sold all their stuff and traveled the world and are now living overseas. I mean, I've literally seen it all. And I've always been like, wow, that's awesome. I love that people get to like find that for themselves. But there was like judgment on myself of... Oh, 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 Lindsay, you're going backwards. Oh, Lindsay, you're not following the plan of this, of this, of the collective of society of like, you know, going to school, getting your degree, having this lucrative career, getting married, starting a family, buying a home. Like that is where I was like, oh my gosh, the program is still there. So I really feel like it was, it was just like, I got to really let that go and really look at my attachments to that. And um, I spent some time kind of clearing that. So, and I, this is kind of where the gratitude piece came from in terms of what I wanted to share this week. So we basically moved all week after this retreat, which was like, of course it was super gentle, but I mean, long days and, you know, this third trimester pregnant body, you know, isn't, (laughs) isn't as lumber and supple as it used to be. Lumber, limber. I'm telling you, words are funny when you're pregnant. I'm just um, noticing how much my body is like, okay, we're done. We're done here. (laughs) Lower back, groin. Oh my gosh, the groin. Did not know that that was a thing while pregnant. That's where I'm having the most um, yummy spots at this time. But again, I'm also just feeling a deep sense of gratitude for the experience and like all of the moments. And this is what I kind of want to talk about today. So had the retreat, moved all week, and I'm sleeping on a mattress right now. <laughs> I'm excited. I bought a, it's Ecoterra. It's a non-tox mattress I'm pretty excited about because we needed a guest bedroom mattress, but we have no furniture here until we go back to Florida to get all of our stuff. So we're literally camping in our new place. Like we have no furniture except um, the queen mattress that's on the floor which is also really fun when you're pregnant and um, like barely any, yeah, we just really are essentials cooking stuff, which we didn't bring all of it because the Airbnb we stayed in had most of it. And then our clothes and toiletries. And again, we only brought the essentials with us. So we're kind of camping right now till we leave for Florida in a few days. And we'll be spending some time with family for the holidays. And I'll be doing like a maternity photo shoot and having a shower that my family's putting on for me, which is super beautiful. And I'm very excited to see lots of family and friends. And then we're loading a U-Haul and by we, <laughs> Chad and whoever he's bringing on to help his buddies, his 10 buddies with muscles are going to load the U-Haul and we're going to come up here. My dad's going to come and we're going to get everything ready to go and moved in. And the reason why I share that is because (laughs) this journey has been wild. Like I never in a million years did I think I'd be pregnant while while making this transition. (laughs) It's already a huge transition to move across state lines in this way and uproot and start over. And then when you're pregnant, 
you know, there's changes happening physiologically, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, just like, just when I think I've got it figured out with my body, how hungry I am changes again, what I want to eat again changes, how I can move my body changes again. And um, like the personality part of me actually would be like, yeah, and actually has said like, why did we do this? Like, I don't like this. This is not what I want. I want order. I want more. I just wanted it to be on my timeline. (laughs) And of course, that's not how evolution works. And so I'm really like noticing this newfound sense of peace and simplicity inside of me of really what's important because I don't have time for things that are not important right now. I really don't. And I'm like, that's motherhood, right? Like, I know that I will continue to deepen my relationship with my husband. My service work will continue. I will, of course, it's, you know, (laughs) there will be time to adjust to motherhood and everything, but like everything's going to continue to move forward. And so I feel like I'm, I'm like priming myself for what is actually important here. And I realized how many things I was doing before, even though I had still spent so much time on this, there's been so many things that I really, that really weren't necessary and things that really used to cloud my field that in my mind that really weren't required. So I'm just learning to be in relationship with all of it. And some days are harder than others. And I know I've talked about it on the podcast. There were many tears. There was a lot of resistance. There was just a lot of energy, like a lot of energy being expelled and so many unknowns. And so it was like working through the physical things, like the tangible things, the material world, just getting things done and like executing things but then the trust and like the processing and the grief and like the identity shifts and then of course like the labor and the motherhood right like all the fears that come up and there's just so much and so I I don't know if I'm titling this yet but what I wanted to share with this episode was what self-help books don't teach you about gratitude because this has come up a few t- a few times and I'm I really feel like I'm as we're in this week of gratitude where people are just more present to it I would say which gratitude does really shift our frequency gratitude is a beautiful thing and yet there's like a lot of bypassing that happens. And so I had a client recently on a call who was going through some things, moving through some things, like feeling some emotions, feeling frustrated. And she was like, you know, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but she was like, and you know, I know I should be practicing gratitude. And there was like a should in there. Like, I know I should be grateful for this experience. And so I want, I really want you to feel into this for a moment. Like I should be practicing gratitude. And so what happens is when we're in an intense experience. So just for example, with myself, this has felt like an intense experience 
at times. If I were to be in that experience and if I were to say, I should be practicing gratitude, like I'm going to go grab my journal and I'm going to like, let's say I wake up and I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm feeling grief and I'm feeling tired and I'm feeling frustrated and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go grab my gratitude journal because this is what every self-help professional has ever taught is gratitude is everything and you need to be grateful and you need to be grateful. What actually happens is we're actually bypassing and banishing the, the part of us that actually is wanting to be soothed and asking to be tended to. And when we go straight to gratitude, we're actually missing we're missing the gold that lies within that shadowy piece. That little nugget of whatever that is that's digging into you, that you're feeling that sensation that's frustrating you, that's getting louder and louder, we're actually missing that. We're missing the gold there. And so when we go straight to our gratitude journal, it's just fleeting because that thing is still going to be there. And that is kind of the Pollyanna rose-colored glasses bypassing um, approach that so many people miss. I see it in the spiritual world a lot too, where people are like, we're all love and light anyways. <laughs> Let's just go straight to the gratitude, right? Like none of this really matters anyways, because we're all going to keep going after this and we actually never truly die. So it doesn't really matter, but that's actually not entirely true, right? Because we're here to evolve. We're here to sense and to feel and to intuit our way through life and to experience life. And in order to experience life, we've got to feel. And so I realized, and so this client of mine, she has, she's been working with me for a couple of years now, and she's had some profound transformations. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, and I know I still do it too, but she, it was like this beautiful reflection of like, she's still shooting all over herself. Like she still forgets when she's in those moments of rupture, that it's actually not about going straight to the gratitude, right? It's about like actually going deep into what is the messaging of this experience? Why am I feeling this way? What is that? And being with it, being in relationship with it, not trying to make it go away. And so when we go straight to the gratitude, that's, that's, that's actually the mind <laughs> trying to make the thing go away. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like gratitude my way through this experience. So I don't have to feel. So this is where I always say like anything become a vice can, can become a vice. It's the same with like movement and working out and anything like meditation. Like I firmly believe that when something is coming up, it is asking for us to be with it. Can we create a safe container to allow ourselves to cry, to like let um, just, you know, roar out like a frustrating whatever wants to emerge from your vessel like can you let that out and then the movement and then the meditation and then the gratitude like all of that is beautiful it's part of it but it's it's 
it's meant to be felt. And so I also want to share like Ria Sokol. She was um, a beautiful Polish woman. I think she's living in the States now, but she, we talked about this. She was living in Costa Rica. So she was the one, if you haven't listened to her episode, I can't remember the episode number, but she had a poem that I would say she channeled in a way like it was basically an inspired like received download just like she was out in nature in Costa Rica when COVID had first started and she kind of just received this beautiful poem it just came through her and she shared it and it went viral like absolutely overnight and it was it was a beautiful high level um just very benevolent, loving, compassionate, understanding approach to how to hold COVID, like how to be in relationship with what this virus is teaching us about humanity, about this planet, about how we treat each other, about how we treat ourselves, about how we treat the globe, like this about nature, right? All of it. And I I watched the poem with the video and I was so moved, but I also had done so much internal exploration around the virus, around my own fears, around what was happening in the collective, around the corruption, right? Around, I mean, all of it, like I had moved through so much of that. So I was in a space, so it's the same thing. I was in a space where I could really be in a deep reverence and be in the gratitude of, wow, I can feel that this poem came from like the source within her and I can see the messaging here. However, so she had a ton of people that were like, wow, that was so moving. It was so supportive for them. Right. However, there was a lot of people who were like my loved one died from COVID or this is happening. Right. People were in it. When we're in it, we can't see the forest through the trees. When we're in it, we this is why we get triggered. When we're in it, we can't be in the gratitude. So that's like a very powerful example of right. We and it's okay. And so this is what allows me to have compassion for people who are in their trigger, like who are in the wound because that it's, I don't, I'm not expecting people to be in the gratitude. They're in it. They're processing it. They're hurting. They're grieving. They're confused. There's fear. They don't know who to trust and who to believe. And a lot of people are so afraid to die, right? Because they don't have that connection with spirit and they don't trust what's on the other side, right? So it's like, I don't exactly know what happens when we leave this earth plane, but I can feel it in my body. Like I, it's a gnosis that I know that it's not over. And so I'm not afraid to die. However, I'm very excited to live. And so I take care of myself and I take care of my vessel and I take care of my body and I make choices that honor my safety and my, my ability to thrive. So that's the kind of the difference. So you see how it just allows for a softening to happen because 
when, like, for example, when Rhea had, had posted that, right? Like it came from that part of her that knows it came from that part of her that is that fractal of God. And so then her human started to come through with when people were upset or like, how could you write this? Or how could you say this? Or whatever it is. And then she started to question. Then she's right. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dance. And again, it allowed for compassion. It allowed her to continue to look at where she was living in fear and where she was triggered or um, like she wasn't expecting the thing to go viral. Right. So her life completely changed and she was getting all of this feedback and all of these comments. And there were all these people that were hurting who were reaching out to her again, the, the people who were hurting was much less than the people who were who who received it with love and who really felt it. However, it stings like dense density stings. And when people are hurting, like we, we don't want to hurt people, right? We don't want to be contributing to that. So it was really powerful for her to share that with me because especially in my spiritual leadership, right? A lot of what I share, like some people may not be ready for. Some people may be in an initiation where they're in a massive grief portal or whatever it is, and they're not able to hold that yet. And so can I still have, can I allow them to be exactly where they are and accept them for, for where they're at and have compassion for where they're at on their journey? And know that wherever, whatever they're going to respond with and react with really has nothing to do with me and that the messaging is for those who are ready for it in that moment in time, right? That is the ticket. And so when Rhea had shared that, it reminded me of my experience when I lost my best friend in college and there, there was no gratitude. Like, so again, think about extreme experiences in your life, like extreme where, where there's been loss or right, hopelessness or grief or whatever, like the gratitude comes later. And so this is what I talk about in the episode with Ria. The gratitude comes later. We've got to feel, we've got to be in relationship. We've got to experience the emotions as they arrive. We've got to ride the emotions like the waves that they are. And the grief just emerges, the grief, the gratitude emerges from that. So this is the difference. We don't have to actually force our way into a gratitude journal or a gratitude practice. The gratitude is, right, it's the byproduct of us feeling the full spectrum of what it means to be alive and to be a human. The gratitude just starts to emerge effortlessly. So I wasn't like, when my friend died, I wasn't like, oh, I need to be grateful for this. I, there was just not one bone in my body that was like, I need to be grateful for this experience. I didn't understand it. I was very young at the time. I was very confused. There was fear, right? There was, could this happen to me? Why, right? Like all the questions, all the questions about how fleeting this life can be and how precious it is and all of it, all of the emotions that I didn't know how to process, right? There was not a part of me that was like, I should be grateful for this, but the gratitude has come later. She is my guardian angel. Like there's a part of me that believes that she gave her life for my evolution. And I know that that's not fully true. However, right? She, she chose her path, I believe. And, um, 
she chose her path for herself, for her own soul's evolution and for the people in her life. And so not everyone in her life may feel that way, but I do. I'm like, she was a piece of my spiritual transformation and me coming home to myself and to and me learning how to process my emotions and to be to explore to get curious to I mean it was really a time of of questioning everything that I've been taught and everything that I knew about religion and spirituality and and what's important in life and what matters in life I mean it was a complete overhaul and so I I really am grateful to her for the gift that she gave me and I and I feel confident in saying that that her transition out of this world her life in this world has been one of the biggest gifts of my life. And that came with time that came with being in relationship with the experience, not trying to rush the grieving process, not trying to get all the answers right away, really just taking my time and allowing, allowing, allowing. And now it's been, man, it's actually almost been 20 years, which is scary within itself. Um, like to think that that was, I mean, I was 21. So yeah, pretty dang close. 17 years, something like that. That experience changed me forever. It changed the trajectory of my life forever. And the gratitude, the deep, the deepest, purest form of gratitude is there. And that is what I wanted you all to kind of receive from this episode is it's not a destination. Like gratitude is not a destination. It is what arises when we can really, really be with ourselves in an experience that we don't understand or that feels very painful or very confusing at that time. And so to not try to get to the destination of gratitude, but can we just be present with what is in the sacredness of that moment? And can we see the sacredness and honor the sacredness of frustration, grief, anger, fear, shame, just as much as we do the gratitude and the bliss and the permission and the freedom and the ecstasy and all of those enlightened moments that we have? Can we honor them all and deem them all as sacred and and welcome them all into our experience because that is what I really feel like we're missing as a human species. And I really feel like this is this is my medicine for the world. Like I I can it's it's interesting because there's a part of me that feels like I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. It feels new to me, but it also feels so deep within me. Like I, I can't, I can't always put words to it, but I can feel it inside of me. Like this is, this is what we've been missing as a, as a, you know, like in the human genome, like in the collective, in the collective mind, this is what we've been missing. And this is what I feel passionate about. And this is what I'm excited to share. And this is honestly how I move through life, you know? And also like, the humility of me being like, yeah, this is how I move through life. And I still have resistance and I still have moments of fear and I still have moments where I don't want to feel my feelings and, you know, like loving those parts of me too, honoring those parts of me too, that are afraid that don't want to feel, but continuing to come back 
to those micro moments of, I know, I know what's, I don't, I may not know what's on the other side of this experience, but I know that there's something here for me. And can I just, you know, allow, allow, allow so that the wisdom can emerge, so that the gratitude can emerge, so that the teachings can emerge, so that we can move through life from this grounded, anchored, centered, benevolent, compassionate, loving, understanding space. And that is where I feel like I'm at right now. So as we're moving through this week of thanks and gratitude, right, especially with family dynamics and stressors and we're getting into the holidays and traffic and all the things, right? Can you, you know, maybe shift a little bit and be in relationship with the part of you that still gets super triggered with traffic or if somebody cuts you off or, you know, somebody you don't feel appreciated for something or a family member says something that hurts your feelings, right? Like what if instead of being like, oh, okay, this is the holidays. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be, I should be jolly. I should be, you know, thankful. What if you just allowed yourself to be present with whatever you're feeling and experiencing in that moment and just breathe into it and just pause and just see what emerges. Just see what emerges and see if you surprise yourself with some little nuggets of gratitude. Because I promise it's there and it's so much gentler and it's so much more easeful and it's so much nicer to just be like, okay, I don't have to like try for the thing. I just get to be present with what is and then it just emerges. Like then I'm just grateful. Then I'm just present. Then I'm just just so happy to be alive. And I'm so happy to be around people and having conversations with strangers at the supermarket, right? Like it changes how you navigate life and how you move through life and how you commune with people who are really just wanting deep connection and just wanting to feel seen and wanting to feel like that level of intimacy that we're all craving. I think I'll leave it there. I'd love to know what you think (laughs) because I am really curious. I'm curious to know if you're like, oh yeah, this resonates. Or if you're like, what is she talking about? I don't get it. This is because, you know, I won't know. I don't know until, (laughs) until you tell me, but it feels so certain inside of my being that like, this is a pathway to that stability and peace and presence that we're all seeking and that connectedness that we're all seeking within. And so I wanted to share it with you. So I hope it supports you. And you know, if there's all these books are like causing stressors in your life, like I got to be doing all this journaling in the morning and I got to be doing all this and I got to be doing all that. I don't know. Just try this on (laughs) because it feels so much better for me than like, I've got to do this thing because this is what society tells me is required in order to be a successful contributing member of society. (laughs) So um, I'm like in an F the rules, F the rules mode. And I will just joke that there were many times that self-help books, self-help professionals and gratitude practices and like journaling, you know, like creating structure, it did serve me at points in time. However, again, they're fleeting because if we're missing, if we're missing 
the mark on what it is that this experience is trying to teach us and we keep going to what the book says, it's actually never going to be healed and it's always going to keep rearing its ugly head. (laughs) So I'm a firm believer that like things serve their purpose regard like when it just depends where we're at on our evolutionary journey. Like there's a there's a point where the structure is needed. There's a point where we're like, okay, I'm going to try this thing on because like this inspirational person, this thought leader suggested it. But there comes a point where you don't need that anymore. And you know, like, you know how to access that gratitude. You know what practices support you. You know how to wake up in the morning and connect in presence right? You know how to navigate your day and take deep breaths and connect with nature and get sunshine on your face and have a beautiful conversation with a stranger, right? Like, you know, nobody can tell you how to do that, but you. So my invitation is to empower yourself to to feel so that you can actually learn what it feels like for you to be connected and to how to process your emotions and how to feel and yeah, just how to, how to let and allow the gratitude to emerge in a beautiful way. All right, folks, have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Thanksgiving week for those of you in the States. And, um, would love to know how this is landing for you per usual. Reach out, let me know. Much love. Thank you for your presence and tuning in today. I believe in the power of reciprocity, so if you found value from this episode, I invite you to share the love. There are endless ways to do so, including leaving a rating and written review on Apple, forwarding the episode link to a loved one, reaching out to me on social media to say hi at Lindsay Martin Ellis, or sending me a love note via email at lindsay at lindsaymartinellis.com. I so appreciate you and your support. It's truly what keeps me going. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Lindsay Martin Ellis Experience. Much love.